Wednesday, January 3rd, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I'd like to take you to a headline out of World Magazine, New York City Votes to Ban Conversion Therapy. Conversion therapy, Harry, would be a counselor, a pastor, sitting down with a client to help them change their sexual orientation to conform with their gender recorded at birth. New York City says such counseling would subject the counselor to a $1,000 fine for the first offense, $5,000 for the second offense, and $10,000 for each subsequent offense. Tom, this requires a little bit of closer analysis. What they are responding to, conversion therapy, actually among Christians has met with much criticism. Conversion therapy is a certain therapeutic method that many believers believe is unbiblical and is inhumane in its methods. I mean, it includes all kinds of things as wrapping people up in blankets and I'm putting you back in the womb. But they have taken a questionable therapeutic method, and they have gone to a counseling axiom, a counseling principle. And that principle that they have said is inhumane is not the therapeutic method, but the therapeutic objective. That objective is not conversion of the person, but the realization of sanity that you cannot unconvert what is actually in your DNA. So when someone comes to a counselor and says, well, I believe I'm a man, but they were born a woman. I believe I'm a woman, but they were born a man. Now, this conversion therapy that has come under scrutiny has been used as a mechanism to tell counselors, you can't tell people you are what you are at your birth. They even go so far in their rationale as to say that this has no scientific validity. Again, if you're talking about a therapeutic method, let's discuss it. But they have taken a therapeutic method which can be analyzed and they have made a declaration of a therapy objective and that it is unscientific to tell a person who is male, who is self-identifying as a female, that they are wrong, that in reality they are what they are biologically at birth and what their DNA says that they are. In other words, the scientific evidence is you are what you are at birth, but they're saying it's unscientific to tell someone that you are what you are at birth. That's the upside-down world that sin and rebellion brings us to. This means that if you want to be a biblical counselor, Now, right now, there is some provision for pastors and priests and rabbis, etc., but that'll disappear like the mist on a summer morning after a couple of legal challenges. So what they're telling counselors, if your counseling includes telling someone who was born a man that they can be a man when they say they want to be a woman, then you will now be fined. That's basically what they're saying. And the second time you do it, you're going to be fined more, five times as much. And the next time you do it, you're going to be fined two times the five times as much. In other words, we're going to bring the power of the state backed by the power of the sword 
the power of penalties and fees, we are going to make you abandon A, free speech, B, free practice of religion, and C, rationality. Now we're going to call the insane sane and the sane insane. In other words, we're going to tell people that they can actually self-identify whatever they want to be and that's what they actually are. And if you tell somebody that they are what they are and not what they self-identify as, if it is opposite of what they are, you can't tell people that that is irrational when in fact it is irrational and all of science stands behind it. So what are you going to do now if you live in the state of New York, if you're a believer? What are you going to do now if you sign on to a company and the company says you cannot refer to people as he or she? In fact, they are inventing whole new pronouns and they are now bringing regulations of fines upon people. If you look at a man who identifies as a woman and you don't call him by what he says he wants you to call him, then you will now be fined if you do not participate in this fabrication of self-identification. Let me be very clear. We need to spend time with people carefully who are going through this gender dysphoria. But what we also are dealing with here is society descending into insanity and imbecility. Here are the three things I would suggest. Number one, I cannot violate the Ninth Commandment. The Ninth Commandment says I can't bear a false witness. I'm not going to tell someone who is a man, you're a woman. I'm not going to tell someone who's a woman, you are a man. I cannot violate the Ninth Commandment as a false witness. In other words, I can't be in a courtroom and someone says to me, do you see that man over there? And it's actually a woman. And I would say, yes, no, I can't do that. I've got to tell the truth. The second thing is I got to tell the truth in love. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be careful and sensitive in communicating the truth, but I'm going to tell the truth, and I'm going to tell the truth in love. Part of loving is to speak the truth. Part of speaking the truth is to speak the truth compassionately and courageously and clearly and convincingly. And then number three, I am going to be faithful to God's word with a Christian world and life view. I will not embrace the insanity of abandoning a biblical world and life view simply because you say you're going to find me or I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to have to walk away from my profession in your state. I can't be a biblical counselor in your state. Harry, another issue that's going to come up in 2018 is the federal government, aka the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, deciding what Title Seven of the 1964 Civil Rights Act means. Now, the term that is under discussion is you cannot discriminate because of someone's sex. Well, the EEOC on their own has decided that must mean sexual identity. And quote-unquote sexual orientation, that we are now giving civil rights to gender dysphoria, to sexual behavior. That's got to be challenged. It's got to make its way into the court system. I think it's got to make its way to the Supreme Court. It is there that you hope some amount of sanity is in place. When our founding documents give us the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. By the way, notice it did not give the right to happiness. It gave the right to the pursuit of happiness. So you have the right of life, you have the right of liberty, and you have the right to the pursuit of happiness. That should not be discriminated against because you're a male or a female or because of your ethnicity or because of your religion. 
That is precisely right. And so what we're about to find out, will all of the major religions be discriminated against because all of the major religions affirm male and female at creation, that we are men and women, the binary world and life view of sex and gender at birth. Will we now discriminate against the free speech and the free practice of religion by the invention of a civil right for those who would self-identify even though scientifically, biologically, logically, and legally they are what they are at birth? So clearly that invention of this civil right for sexual behavior and gender dysphoria is about to arrive on the doorstep of the Supreme Court. Let us pray that sanity for the sake of cultural sanity will prevail when that course arrives. As believers, you have to learn how to hold faithfully to biblical truth in love, and you have to learn how to practice that in the context of these increasing regulations, threats, and fines in a society that would have us not speak the truth in love, but in the name of love, abandon truth and speak falsehood to someone when we would call them something that they say they are, when in reality, that's not what they are. The sanity of God's creation must be affirmed, lest the insanity of our mythological creation of self-identity leads us into the abyss of chaos. Harry, we are out of time for today. As we close out, let me encourage, challenge, and exhort our listeners to download the Briarwood app. Why? Because this app contains Christian resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, it's yours at no cost. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will encourage your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Thursday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.